0: We are going live on Instagram today to record episode 9 of the Lose It podcast. So if you're joining us on Instagram, check out my pinned comment. Leave any weight loss related questions that you have. This live is going to be maybe 15 to 20 minutes long of me live recording the podcast. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to go through and answer some of your weight loss questions. So stay tuned until the end if you want to see about having those specific questions answered. If you're joining us on Instagram, thanks for being here. I've never recorded a podcast on video before, so this is my first time doing this. If you're joining us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you are not going to be able to see the video, but jump over to my Instagram if you'd like to. The link is in the bio, and you can go and watch the full recording and also go and check out the live Q&A that takes place at the end of the podcast. Let's go ahead and get started with the audio version. Welcome to episode nine of the Lose It podcast. This podcast is tailor-made for those of you with weight to lose, those of you that are thinking about losing weight, and those of you that are bathing in the success of the weight that you have already lost. If it's your first time on the podcast, I greatly appreciate you being here. I'm your host. Nick Paul. In five years ago, I lost 110 pounds and have kept it off after a lifetime of gaining and losing weight. I've since dedicated my life to the mission of helping other people that were in the same position I was find ways and find motives to lose weight and to keep it off forever. This podcast is being live streamed right now on my Instagram page. And the Instagram page has really taken off in the last month with a few reels going very viral. So there's a lot of people that are new to the Lose It community. If you're one of those people that are new, I greatly appreciate you being here. Let's go lose weight. Change the world and change our lives together. You are not alone. I asked a question on Instagram and the topic of this podcast is all about the dark side of obesity. I had an insane amount of responses. I had no idea that so many people had so much input on this topic, and I relate to so much of it. So today we're going to be going through all of the things regarding being fat that fucking suck the most. All of the things about being fat that everybody that's fat think. ...and feel every day but don't want to talk about the things that you don't hear people talk about on the internet... ...because it's too fucking embarrassing, because it's too fucking shameful, people don't want to hear it... ...I will be the voice. I will be the voice that worked through these things. I will be the voice to show you that there are plenty of people that have worked through these things... ...and they just don't want to fucking talk about it. I will put myself out there and I will talk to you about how sex is different when you're you're not fat. I will talk to you about how your motivation in your life, and your income, all of these things change... When you lose weight and you feel better about yourself and you start presenting in a way that's better, you start speaking a little more confidently, you start going on Instagram and posting about how you're going to lose weight and how you lost weight. All of these things only happened from the lessons that I learned from losing weight. And we're going to talk about all of the things that I would have never fucking said out loud five years ago that I am more than willing to say now that I have worked through them. And that I know that you can work through too. I received a lot of responses to this question about medical issues. The hardest part about being fat are the medical issues. I had a lot of people say depression. had a lot of people say anxiety. had a lot of people mention things like high blood pressure and diabetes and all these things that probably have a lot to do with the fact that you might be really fat. In my own personal experience, when I think back to my breaking point, my point when I was so fucking fat that I was like, I would rather die. I don't even care if I fucking live anymore at this weight because 274 pounds makes me feel like I'm fucking dead anyway. My breaking point was I went into this fucking job that I was working. This was five years ago. And this job just sucked the fucking soul out of me. And I walked inside, sat down at 730 in the morning, ready for this 10 or 11 hour workday of just cold calling people all day long to try to find people to work in some fucking warehouse in northern Idaho for $7.25 an hour as a recruiter. I sit down, and I'm looking around in the fucking cubicles at all of these people that are 10, 20, 30 years older than me that hated their fucking lives. They were all fat. They were all drinkers. Everyone ate fast food every day for fucking lunch because we had no energy to cook or bring anything to work. Everyone was fucked up. And I'm sitting there so fucking fat, my shirt is just feeling like it's going to fucking rip. I'm wearing this tight ass looking button up. That's all stretched out and tight looking and just looks gross on me. My stomach's all spilling out of my pants and I'm sitting there and I log into my computer. and I go, oh, my chest kind of hurts. And I look over at the person next to me and I was like, Oh, my chest is really killing me. It's really killing me. And I, Instantly, this was the first time I had ever had what I didn't know to be at the time, a, uh, a panic attack. But I didn't know what was happening. And didn't have any of the terminology behind anxiety or depression. And no experience with any of these things. I was 23 at the time. And I laid down on the floor. And I thought I was having a heart attack. So I'm laying down on the floor in this cubicle environment. And I just start unbuttoning my shirt. Literally unbuttoned shirt. I'm 274 pounds of just loose fat spilling out onto the floor, everyone's all crowded around me, ready to call an ambulance, and I keep saying, I'm having a heart attack, I'm having a heart attack, and after a minute or so, I felt fine, and I realized that I was just really fucking anxious and unhappy, so I go to the doctor, and uh, I put some content online about this, and maybe you've heard this story, but I go to the doctor, and my doctor tells me that I am... Fat because I'm depressed and anxious. So he puts me on Xanax, and I go home and take Xanax for like one or two days. And I realized that when you're on Xanax, it just numbs everything. So you don't give a shit about anything anymore. And I hated that feeling. I hated that feeling because taking Xanax actually made me okay with being fat. I was like, I don't give a fuck that I feel bad. I actually don't feel bad at all. Now I'm just fine. And I didn't want to be content with how things were because I know that deep down inside, I wanted to change. And the way to change was for me to get off the fucking pills that made me feel fine and let myself feel like shit and surrender to the fact that I feel like shit and accept the fact that I feel like shit. So I hit my breaking point, and I flushed these pills down the fucking toilet. And I just said, fuck it, man. I'm going to start losing some weight. And I went on to lose my 75 pounds in six months. My breaking point took such a medical issue that I thought that I was having a fucking heart attack as a 23-year-old. And the number of you that have reached out to me to express your own medical concerns and about how that is the darkest part of obesity for you is dealing with being a diabetic, is dealing with not being able to exercise or keep up with the people around you. It's dealing with the high blood pressure medications. It's dealing with the weight loss medications that you've been put on. It's dealing with all these medical issues that just seem like you can't overcome them. And I'm here to tell you You might have some medical issues that don't have anything to do with you being fat. There is a world where you lose weight and you still might have anxiety and you still might have depression. It's not the end-all be-all cure, but for me, the lessons that I learned in losing weight, the lessons like how to be fucking confident and how to believe in myself and how to trust myself and how to say something and then actually do it and follow through with the thing that I did, I learned to love myself. I learned to truly love myself. And now I walk into a room and I look people in the eye the way that I never did. And I shake people's hands the way that I never did. And I can have real, meaningful, authentic conversations with other people that make me love everything. And I cured my own depression. I cured my own anxiety. I did wasn't on medications for more than a day or two. I'm not saying that you should get off of your depressive medications or any medications that you're on to treat. Uh, whatever medical issue that you have, but just know, and if you're dealing with medical issues, just know that you getting in better shape is not going to make your medical issue worse. You getting in better shape is not going to make your depression worse. It's not going to make your anxiety worse. It's probably going to help. What if it doesn't? If it doesn't, then worst case scenario is you just added some years to your life. And that's a pretty fucking good worst case scenario. You're going to feel better when you lose weight even if the fact that you have a medical issue and it's not tied to you being fat, you're still going to feel better. And when you feel better, you're going to do more things that are in your own best interest. And when you do more things that are in your own best interest, you're going to have less medical issues and you're not going to be as anxious about your medical issues. You're just not. You're going to be happier about life. You're going to be happier about your interactions with people. It'll change everything. It'll change everything. The next thing that people talk to me about, and I got 10 or 15 different Comments on the hardest part about being fat. A lot of them had to do with dating and relationships and sex. Now, some things you need to know. If you're single and you're obese, like, not like you gotta lose 10 or 15 pounds, but if you're like fucking fat, like you're walking around, I was so fat that I was walking around and people would look at me and I would feel them think, that guy's got to lose some fucking weight before he has a goddamn heart attack. That's how bad I was. If you're fat like that, something that you need to understand, I want you to close your eyes if you're that fat and imagine if you're a guy, imagine being in a park and there's a woman with a dog and you think the woman's attractive and you go up to her and you just say, hi, my name's Nick. I just wanted to introduce myself and I pet your dog. How's your day going? Imagine that interaction or try to even think about the last time that you just went up and had an interaction with a stranger. How did that interaction go? Now I want you to close your eyes and imagine the exact same interaction, but you're not fat. Imagine the same interaction, but you're a healthy body weight, not some jacked-ass person, just a healthy body weight. Close your eyes and imagine you're walking up to the girl in the park with the dog. Hey, how are you? I'm Nick, just wanted to introduce myself. Cute dog, can I pet it? Boom, you're in the conversation. Her reaction is totally different. It's totally different, and it's sad to say, And people want to, in this PC culture that we live in, people want to go blame the girl and blame the fat shaming and blame the, whitest society hate fat people? It's not about hating fat people. It's about the assumptions that are made about fat people. I was one of the people that other people were making assumptions about. I was one of the people that was so fat that when I walked into a room, everyone thought, this guy doesn't fucking take care of himself. How can I sell someone something? How can I perform at work? When I can't even take care of myself. I can't even sell myself on the idea of feeling good. How am I going to sell a product and make money at work? How am I going to provide in a relationship when I can't even provide for myself? Everything in your relationship will be better if you get in better shape. You will show up as a better partner. If you're single, you will have more options. If you're fat right now, if you're fat right now and... You have an active sex life and you're single. You're a single person with an active sex life and you're fat as fuck. Okay, this was me five or six years ago. You need to realize that the girls you're hanging out with or the guys you're hanging out with would find you more physically attractive probably if you weren't fat. And it's hard to hear. It's so oh, it's so hard to hear that it almost hurts to say because I'm looking at a mirror right now behind this camera Talking to myself, and I'm imagining that I'm talking to myself five years ago, and I feel the fucking pain of how hard that is. But it's the fucking truth, man. If you're fat, close your eyes and picture if you could be with anyone physically right now, sexually, would it be someone that's really fat, or would it be someone that's in great shape? Close your eyes and imagine your dream partner. And then open your eyes and look in the mirror. Does your dream partner want to be with you as a fat person that does not prioritize their health? That isn't going to live as long as they could? Or do they want to be with somebody that takes care of themselves and smiles and has a good handshake and a good presence and fits into their clothes and doesn't get uncomfortable when people are taking pictures and doesn't have to try on 10 different shirts to see which one fits. Life is just a lot more complicated. You can show up better for your partner if you're in better shape. It's hard to hear, but it's the truth. And I wish someone told me that. I wish someone told me that. That was the hardest realization for me. When it comes to sex if you are fat and you lose weight and you have an active sex life you will have more options for partners if you lose weight the dark side of this is that when you're fat you don't really have as much partner selection there's just less people that want to be with you there's less people you're going to vibe with there's less people you're going to connect with and if you've even had those connections, there's a lot of people that are walking around that are sexless that are fat because they've never had the opportunity to have a to have a connection like that or to find a partner that wanted to have sex with them. The best thing you can do is lose weight. This is a darkness that you can control, and it's so dark. I remember being there going, oh, I just can't be with the people that I want to be with. How am I ever going to find a woman that's going to bear my fucking children in 5 or 10 years when I can't even figure out how to be with any of these people that are around me right now? And it's just... It's a lonely place to be. It's a lonely place to be. And you will have more options in dating, in the sexual marketplace, if you get in better shape. Regardless of what anyone else says, that is the truth. I know you know it to be true. We all do. When it comes to physically having sex, now this is something that people just don't want to talk about. People joke about it. But I can promise you right now, if you're a guy and you want to have better sex, the best thing you can fucking do is lose some weight. If you're fat, if you're a fat guy having sex, and you get in better shape, and you get to a healthy body weight, your dick is going to look way bigger. It's going to look way bigger. You're going to be less sweaty. You're going to be able to last longer in bed. You're not going to have erectile issues the way that you might right now. All of these issues are just going to fucking cure themselves. They're going to cure themselves by you being a lower body fat percentage. You're going to sleep more. You're going to be eating better food. You'll be better nourished. You'll have better boners and a bigger looking dick. It's the reality. We all know these things to be true. It's just hard to hear. And it seems like there's so much to overcome because there is. Because there is. And you're just going to look cooler having sex. If you're fat and you lose weight, you're going to look cooler having sex. The darkness is in the lack of. Of confidence. The next thing that people responded to at really high volume had to do with showing up for family members or other people in their lives, specifically kids. A lot of people said being a fat parent is hard. I don't have any children, so I can't speak to my own experience there. But I can imagine when I close my eyes and picture myself having a son... I can imagine looking at my son and and wanting him to feel like and wanting him to believe that he can do anything that he wants. And I picture myself when I was really fat having a son and looking at my kid and saying, son, you can do anything you want in this life. You can have anything that you want in this life. You can make money any way that you want to be. You want to be the president of the United States, son? You can do that. There's just no world where my kid in that situation Would not think, well, dad, if I can have anything that I want, why didn't you get anything that you wanted? Is this what you wanted? And here I am sitting in this big fat body, all tired and bags all under my eyes because I'm not sleeping well. With clothes that don't fit me that well. Don't have a lot of money. Driving a shitty car. Unhappy with life. Didn't get him the mom that he deserved because I never built the self-confidence. So I settled for the mom that I could get him and had a kid with her because I wanted to have kids. I refuse for that to be my life. I refuse for that to be my life. And At one point, I accepted that to be my life. Five or six years ago, I accepted that as a truth and factual. There was no world where I was ever going to be able to lose the weight. I really thought that at one point. And a lot of people that shot me messages, that messaged me regarding this topic, have the same type of energy and the same tonality in what they're sending me. I promise. I promise. You can show up as a better parent if you are in better shape. You don't have to sit in the darkness of your kid not believing in you or of your kid going to school and being made fun of because he has fat parents or her, or, has, or she has fat parents or your kid being exposed to obesity. It, it's hard to show up as a good parent. It's not impossible. It's just harder to show up as a great parent when you're fat because you're not going to live as long to be there for your kids. You're going to have medical issues later in life that will make it hard for you to be there for your kids or your grandkids especially. And your kid is 99% likely, maybe even 100, to have their own issues that are related to food and exercise and obesity and medical things that you're dealing with. You can be the one, instead of sitting in the darkness of, oh, parenting is hard and I'm fat and, oh, if I wasn't fat. No, you can cure generational obesity. I am curing. I have already cured generational obesity. My children will not be fat. My children will not be fat. My children will be raised to have healthy relationships with food and with exercise. They will play sports. They will be educated on what kind of foods nourish them, what kind of foods are fun for them to eat. They will not have eating disorders. They will not be depressive about food. They will have exposure to everything. They will be educated. I will be an intentional parent. And you can be an intentional parent too, Speak it out into the world. Look in the mirror. The way that I am literally manifesting this right now in the mirror. The same way that I manifested losing weight. I started looking at God. I wish I could turn the fucking screen. I wish I could turn the camera so you can see what I'm doing. I am looking at myself in the mirror telling myself this is what will happen for my life. And this is the same energy that it took for me to lose weight. If you're fat as fuck right now, look in the mirror and tell yourself this will not be my life. I will not be this kind of parent anymore. My kids will not be fat for their whole lives. I will cure this for them. I will be the one that stops this. I will cure this generational trauma of not prioritizing health. And I will be the last one that dealt with this. Is it true? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not 100% of the time, but it's going to be 100% for me. And if you tell yourself it's going to be 100% for you, then it will be. You can be a better parent. There were a lot of really funny responses that I got. Things uh, Things like how hard it is to tie your shoes when you're fat. And I, I forgot about this until someone messaged me about it about a week ago. That energy of when you're really fat, you got to tie your shoe. So you bend down, you tie it, and you get out of breath because your gut's getting pinched. This used to happen to me all the time. And then you sit up, take a big breath, go back down, tie your shoe again. Maybe you got to do that two or three times, depending on whether you're single knotting or double knotting. I relate to that, and that's a funny one that I wanted to, uh, that I wanted to give some voice to. Lots of other ones had to do with uh, just any physical activity at all. Things like stairs, taking an elevator over a staircase. When I was in college, we had this, this big uh, hall that was five or six floors high. Every hall had different classrooms on it. And I swear it was the world just making things hard for me at the time. And this was the world's way of telling me that I need to lose some weight. Because all of my classes were always on the top floor of this fucking building. And I would have these big ass classes where I'd walk in on the bottom floor and I'd see all of my, all my classmates with their backpacks walking up the staircase and I would consciously have to think to myself, I can walk up the staircase to fit in with everyone else. But if I'm standing next to someone in the class who wants to talk to me on the way up the staircase, I won't be able to hold a conversation with them. Not only am I going to get sweaty, I'll be so out of breath that I won't be able to talk. And then when I get up to the fourth, fifth, or sixth floor that my class is on, I'm going to walk into the classroom and be super out of breath and be like visibly winded. And there's just no world where people aren't going to look at me and go, what the fuck is going on with that guy? So I always took the elevator. I always took the elevator. If you're fat taking elevators, I I relate to you and I, I feel the struggle of that. I really do. You know what people never talk about when it comes to losing fat and losing weight is how strong... Your legs are. If you're walking around 100 pounds overweight right now, you got some strong legs. When I lost, I lost 110 pounds four or five years ago now and wasn't squatting, wasn't doing any lunges or deadlifts or any lower body weightlifting stuff at all. And I just naturally have jacked legs. So people tell me that I naturally have strong legs. It's not natural. It's because I spent my entire life walking around really fat with 100 extra pounds of weight all over my body, imagine carrying a backpack with 50, 75, or 100 pounds and walking up a staircase with it or walking down the side of the road with it. Every time I moved my body, it was a leg workout. I've been working my legs my whole life. And if you're fat and you're sitting in the darkness of I hate my body, you just know that when you lose weight, your legs are going to look fucking great. They're going to be strong, defined, muscular, chiseled without even squatting, lunging, deadlifting or doing any of the exercises and that a lot of people skip anyway. So being fat might be the best thing that ever happened to your legs. Another thing with physical activity that I still really struggle with this. I really struggle with this still to this day five years later is how hard it is on your posture when you're really fat. And I'm, it's funny that I'm talking about this because I'm recording this podcast a little slouched over uh, since my, my couch isn't the right height and this table's not the right height for this setup. So I've got bad posture right now, which is funny. I still have back pain to this day. To this day, I am a very healthy body weight and I have back pain and shoulder pain and neck pain and knee pain and hip pain. And it all comes from when I was really fat, I just couldn't stand up straight and it was really hard to do that i've gotten a lot of pushback on this where people tell me that that's just a me thing i challenge you if you are really fat and you don't think that you have postural issues or you don't think that you're setting yourself up for postural issues just go look in the mirror and stand straight for 15 minutes put a listen to this the rest of this podcast it'll be over by the time you're done right now go stand in the mirror and just stand up totally straight with perfect posture for 5 10 or 15 minutes and see how see how hard it is on your body You'll realize that when you have a lot of weight, I had big man boobs. If you're a, a woman with, with big, a lot of fat right here too, you're, gonna, you're getting pulled forward constantly. And it's almost impossible to stand up straight when you're the weight that I was at. So you're setting yourself up. The darkness is in the pain that you feel. But the real darkness is coming if you don't address the issue. I still sit in this darkness all the time. And I'm in physical therapy and chiropractic every other week and have been for years. And those are things that you might be dealing with for for the rest of your life. It's a real dark side of obesity that people don't want to talk about. It's how hard it is on your skeleton, your back, your neck, your knees, your hip, everything. It absolutely destroys your body. And that leads to people being in more pain, more discomfort, less activity. With less activity, your body might feel a little better, but you're just going to keep getting fatter because you're not really moving and you're not building the right exercise habits. So you got to address these issues now. Give yourself permission to address these issues before they get to the point that they did with me. It's been five years and my body's still a little fucked up. I've got a great relationship with food. I've got a great relationship with exercise. But my body's still fucked. And it sucks. And it sucks. And uh, it doesn't have to suck that bad for you if you don't get to the point that I was at. The last thing that people mentioned, comment that people left, had to do with, uh, with presentation clothes, pictures, and those sorts of things. I relate to this a lot. The dark side of being fat is when you're in a group picture and you have to get that picture retaken again and again because you can't find the right angle that makes it look like you have a jawline. So your stuff all double chinning and trying to find the right lighting to make it look like you're not fat. The problem with being fat is that it's just a disease that you can't hide. You can hide alcoholism. You can hide your drug addiction. You can't hide your obesity. You just can't. Everyone sees it. And people see it in pictures. And you see it when you look in the mirror. And pictures are tough when you're fat. Getting on Instagram Live the way that I am right now would have been really hard when I was fat. Speaking with the conviction that I'm speaking with right now, it would have been not really hard. It would have been impossible. It would have been impossible when I was fat. And through losing weight... you'll still have some of those anxieties about looks, and that will take you years to work through potentially. It took me years to work through and to get to the point where I was comfortable with my own body, even after I lost weight. I've been this weight for years, but it took me a long time to accept this is my body right now. And though I'm still improving, I'm happy with the way I look in pictures. And there would have been a time when I would have fucking killed to look the way that I look. There would have been a time when I would have given everything to have the body that I have right now and the relationship that I have to it right now, though it's not perfect. In any way, it's much better. And I don't really have that issue with pictures anymore. Take my picture. uh, My face is all over Instagram. Screen grab it, make it look funny, and post it. I'll laugh. And clothing was the other one. Clothing was the other one. If you're fat, I know you're going to relate to this because this was my entire life. Trying to find clothing that actually fit without having to try on 15 to 20 different things. I would go to the store and try on 20 different shirts. I was a 2XL shirt at the time. I'd try on 20 different shirts, not like any of them, and leave. And I'd get a 2X, and it would fit my chest and my gut, but the sleeves would be like five times bigger than my arms were, and it would be down to my fucking knees. I could never find shirts that fit me. So what I did was I, uh, I just wore Hawaiian shirts, which is, I can't even believe that that's how I dressed. Looking back at myself when I was 23 or 24 years old, five or six years ago, all I wore were Hawaiian shirts from Goodwill because they were the things that fit me the most. So I'm walking around this big ass fat white guy dressed like a Hawaiian surfer shopping only at Goodwill. And the benefit of that was I didn't spend shit on clothes. I never had a shirt that was worth more than $7. So maybe that was good. Uh, but the disadvantage of that was I had like two or three shirts that fit. And every picture that I look at, I'm wearing the same thing over and over again because I just couldn't find clothes that I felt good in. I never found felt good in any clothes, but there were just specific things where I was like, I don't feel fucking horrible, so I'm only going to wear this. And the benefit, I'm getting down to a normal body weight. So I went from a 2XL shirt sitting in the darkness of, ah, oh, I hate clothes shopping. Ah, oh, what am I going to wear to this date? What am I going to wear to this dinner? What am I going to wear to class tomorrow? I wore that to class yesterday. Are there going to be the same people in this class asking me why I'm wearing the same shirt? Do they know that I only have two or three shirts that fit me? I don't know what to fucking do. Sitting in the energy and the anxiety of that sucked the fucking soul out of me. And the benefit of getting down to a healthy body weight in a normal size, whatever normal is for your body. I went from 2XL to medium. I'm a medium shirt now. I'm a large in some brands, but mostly medium. I went from a 42 size waist to a 32 size waist. Those are standard sizes. I can buy clothes online right now and with an 80 or 90% accuracy, find clothes that fit me without having to send them back. So when I go to the store, I don't have to try a bunch of shit on. I don't have to wait in the fitting room aisle. I can pretty much tell that a shirt is going to fit me and it's going to look decent enough that I should buy it. And that is one of the best parts about losing weight was just killing the discomfort. Of not being able to pick clothes, not being able to shop, and not knowing what to wear. I've got a full wardrobe of things that I can wear. I've got 10 different shirts I can throw on right now that fit me that I feel really good in. And that's the best feeling ever. You can feel the same thing. You can feel the same thing. All of these anxieties in life that we're having will be positively influenced by getting in better shape. It's so hard to hear. It's so hard to hear. But it's the truth. It's the truth. If you made it to the end of the episode, I really appreciate you being here. And we covered a lot of different topics around things that are uncomfortable to talk about, and that are uncomfortable to hear when you're fat and obese and gaining and losing weight all the time and having an unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. And it can just seem like there's so much to do. I preach this always. The way to start a sustainable weight loss journey, we all know people that have lost weight. We don't know a lot of people that have lost weight and and kept it off. And the reason why I've waited five years to tell my story is because I want to show you all that I'm not out here preaching weight loss. I'm out here preaching weight maintenance. I'm out here preaching losing weight and maintaining your weight loss. I can teach you how to lose 25 pounds in two months if that's what you want to do. You can Google how do I lose weight right now and click any of the first five things that come up and eat less calories and move more, and you're going to lose the weight and keep it off. That's not how you're going to lose the weight. That's not how you keep the weight off. You have to be intentional about the the things that you're learning, the things that you're teaching yourself when it comes to your relationship with food and exercise. And the way to do that is to start small. It's not to go on some diet. It's not to go keto. It's not to go carb-free. It's not to just start intermittent fasting out of nowhere. It's to start making small changes to your diet over time. It's about making small changes to your exercise routine over time. How can you make the things that you're eating right now 5% healthier next week and 5% healthier or lower calorie? Whatever that looks like for you the week after that. This is what I teach. This is the core of the Lose It community. This is the core of what is missing right now in this market and what has become an industry of people just monetizing you, losing weight and gaining it back and signing up for Weight Watchers. Go look at the retention rate On Weight Watchers, because everyone goes and loses a bunch of weight on the Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers meal plans. They hit their goal and they stop. They gain the weight back and now they're right back into that darkness. Maybe you're even worse off because when you lost weight, you threw all your fat clothes away and bought a bunch of new clothing that now fits and that you feel really great in. Now you gain the weight back and you can't fit into the wardrobe that you just bought. I had a full wardrobe of things that didn't fit me from all the times that I gained and lost weight. And I can tell you that taking those things to goodwill And returning those fucking Hawaiian shirts that I paid $7 for and giving that back to Goodwill for someone else to take and for someone else to deal with was the best moment of my entire fucking life. You can change your entire life. There's no amount of me yelling at you on Instagram Live. There's no amount of listening to my fucking podcasts that's going to make you get up and make a change. You're going to feel motivated for five minutes after you listen to this to go and cook something healthy or go on a walk, and that's great. Take advantage of that. But take advantage of building small habits. Instead of spending five minutes being really hyped up about losing weight after this podcast, spend five minutes writing down on a piece of paper or recording yourself talking about one healthy thing that you can add to your routine starting right today. And then just do that for a week. And the next week, just add one more thing. Then the week after that, just add some more fruit. And the week after that, cut out a little bit of McDonald's for lunch. And cut out the sugary coffee that you drink in the morning. And over the course of six months, You're going to be totally different. You're not going to have medical anxiety the way that you have it now. You're not going to be stressed out about your fucking wardrobe the way that you are now. You're not going to be too embarrassed to go to the gym because you're going to have a much better relationship with exercise. It's completely in your control. I wish someone told me that it is completely in your control, and I wish that I had access to this fucking podcast when I was fat as fuck because it would have changed my life. I hope that it changes your life too. We're going to be putting an end to the podcast. For those of you that are on Instagram Live, I'll be staying on to answer some of your weight loss questions now. But if you're joining us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you for being here. If you found this helpful, please go and leave an honest review. It goes a great way in helping us share the message that obesity is something that is curable, that obesity is a disease of not just the body, but also of the mind, and it is completely in our control. If you're on board with a message, go leave a review. I would greatly appreciate it. And we will see you next week you. on the podcast. We're going to take a couple minutes and answer, uh, and respond to some messages here. Sheesh says, I've had a lot of moments of crying in the fitting rooms. I, I relate to that. I relate to that a lot. Job FMI says, how do I get rid of procrastination? You don't really, I mean, you always feel the urge for, for procrastination. I still feel that urge all the time. It's like the same idea of like, how do I get more motivated? How do I stay motivated? You don't, I, You you don't stay motivated. You just do things regardless of how motivated that You feel so. I I did. I don't want to record this podcast today. I am working my job from home right now, and still have to eat lunch and still go on a walk. I've got a Valentine's Day dinner tonight with my girlfriend. I've got a bunch of shit going on today, and I want to procrastinate this podcast, but I'm doing it regardless because if I don't do it, I'm gonna push it off and I'm gonna wait till tonight. I'm gonna be all stressed out, and it'll be harder for me to be present in, in what I'm doing for my other things. So. The way to beat procrastination is to just do the things that you're procrastinating. And that sounds so simple, but uh, there's really no other way. Motivation is fleeting. Uh, Discipline is real. Motivation comes and goes. Do the thing that you are procrastinating. All the lessons you want to learn are, are in doing the thing that you're procrastinating. Someone says, is white rice good for fat loss? How many grams per day? There's this huge misconception that certain foods make you gain fat and lose fat. And this is something that, that I used to think a lot too. When I was losing weight, I would try all these different diets. Like I would go keto, which is basically just fully cutting out carbs like rice and other shit like that and bread. And the only reason that certain diets work is because you're consuming less calories by cutting out specific foods. So when you say is white rice good for fat loss, it's not good or bad for fat loss, but it's calories So a bunch of rice would be bad for fat loss. A serving of rice would be fine for fat loss if you make it fit into whatever your calorie goal would be. There's no food that's inherently good or bad for fat loss, but there are foods that make you feel bad when you eat them, and this is the part that's missed. So if you're eating, uh, when you eat rice, if you eat a cup of rice, how do you feel after you eat it? If you just ate a cup of rice right now, I feel fine. I feel like I have energy. I don't feel a crash related to that. If I drink... That might be, I don't know, 300, 200, 300 calories in a cup of rice. If I go eat a bowl of ice cream right now, I'm going to feel like shit in like half an hour and I'm going to be tired. And I might lose the same amount of weight if a cup of rice and a cup of ice cream had the same calories, which they don't. But if they did, I might lose the same amount of weight because they're the same amount of calories. But what that doesn't take into account is the quality of your calories matter. Eating a bowl of ice cream makes me feel like shit. When I feel like shit, I sleep worse. When I sleep worse, I'm more tired. When I'm more tired, I wake up and I make worse decisions that are not in my own best interest, like skipping breakfast. And since I skipped breakfast, I have this big-ass lunch and dinner. Now I'm back in this binge eating cycle. Or I'm just way off of my routine, and it's too hard for me to get back. So instead of focusing so much on what foods are going to help you lose weight, try focusing on the foods that make you feel good and eat them in normal portion sizes. Foods that make you feel good after you eat them. For me, uh, rice is not a big part of my diet, but there are times where I'll throw a cup of rice in a stir fry. I feel totally fine with that. Thanks for your question. Someone says, is 1,600 calories, 120 grams of protein in 40 grams of fiber healthy if the meals are sustainable while walking 10 kilometers a day? Can you lose weight on 1,600 calories, 120 grams of protein, 40 grams of fiber, and walking 10 kilometer, kilometers a day? There's a lot to unpack here. Uh, it really depends on your situation. I'm not someone that preaches that you should be counting calories for the rest of your life, but it is, re- and this is something that I teach to my one-on-one clients. You do need to count calories for at least a couple weeks to get an idea of how much you're eating. We can't make adjustments to your diet if we don't even know how many calories you're consuming. So it's important for you to know approximately how many calories you're eating and approximately what a normal serving size of food looks like. This is something that I always had wrong when I was fat. I would make a plate of food and eat it, but in reality, I was eating like two or three serving sizes. And through learning what about 700 calories looks like on a plate or what about 500 calories looks like on a plate, you can start just guessing how many calories you're eating and start getting more into... Uh, more into listening to your body and what foods make you feel good and and how many calories you're consuming. So is 1600 calories good for weight loss? If you really want to get into your calorie counting and that's something that's sustainable for you, it's not something that was sustainable for me. And I find that it's not very sustainable for most of my clients. I've had maybe four clients that, that, that count calories and that like it and that maintain a healthy relationship with counting those calories. So if you're someone that doesn't get obsessive about it, then count all your calories and 1600 might work. The way to do it is to Google weight loss calculator, go online, plug in your weight and your height, your gender and your activity level. And these are such broad calculations. It's not accurate all the time. There's a lot of things it doesn't take into account, Um, but it's going to give you a maintenance calorie number. So my maintenance calories are about 24 to 2,500. So for me to maintain my weight with my ultra activity level that I work out and that I move every day right now, I need to eat like 24 to 2,500 calories a day. So find whatever that number is for you on a calculator and then subtract three or 400 calories from that or a little less if you'd like to and just start losing weight over time. If counting calories is sustainable for you, that's great. Uh, it was not sustainable for me. So I'm not sure if 1,600 works for you, um, but maybe. Someone says, I lose 11 kilos. I lost 11 kilos. I need to lose 10 more. I gave up my diet and exercise. It doesn't work anymore. Can you give me some advice to what to do. Sorry for my bad English. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing exercises that don't work anymore or eating foods that don't work anymore. I, the issue isn't that, that you're having problems sticking to your exercise routine. It's that you built an unsustainable exercise routine. So what I preach are sustainable, small steps. Sounds like I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but it sounds like from what you're saying that you built up this exercise routine that doesn't work, meaning that you can't, go, uh, you can't get yourself to the gym. You built up this diet that doesn't work because you can't stick to it. You can stick to anything. If you just make it sustainable and the way to make it sustainable, small steps over time. If you're someone that doesn't work out right now, go walk for 10 minutes right now after this podcast. And then tomorrow when you wake up, first thing you do, wake up 10 minutes earlier than you normally do. Drink a glass of water before you brush your teeth or anything, throw some sweats and a sweatshirt on and walk outside for 10 minutes and then just come back and then just do that for a week, two weeks. Three weeks later, add 10 more minutes. A month later, add some jumping jacks and some squats. And now you've got a half an hour morning workout routine that you're doing seven days a week that you didn't have six months ago. You're gonna look and feel totally different. And you're gonna have a really different relationship with exercise. Then you can take that and start expanding into what's my gym routine gonna be? I wanna do upper body and lower body. But the idea of just being some fat fuck right now and thinking that you're gonna be going into the gym seven days a week and pumping all this weight and walking and running on the treadmill, it's just not gonna happen. It just doesn't work like that for 99% of people. Maybe it does for you, but it doesn't sound like it did. So my recommendation would be, How can you work, how can you do something smaller than what you've done? Think as small as you can. Forget the big picture. Write down the big picture on a wall and then think as small as you can. What's the smallest possible change I can make to my routine that I can actually do that I will be able to do tomorrow and the next day and the next day? And then do that. And through doing that, you'll start trusting yourself You'll start believing in yourself and you'll start building discipline and routine. And it's easier to build on a routine that already exists. When I was fat as fuck, I never had a routine. Like there was no routine. I would just like wake up when I felt like waking up and like eat whatever the fuck I wanted and do whatever the fuck I wanted and like go to work and like, that's it. Then I come home and just whatever the fuck I want to do. That's how a lot of fat people are living. No one ever lost weight on accident. You can't get in shape on accident. It's going to take a lot of intentionality The best thing about losing weight is that isn't the weight that you lose or the confidence that you build or the way that you look or feel. It's what you learn through doing those things. It's the trust you build in yourself through doing those things. So if you've had workout routines or diets that you haven't been able to stick to, make smaller changes. Stop going so extreme. Make the smallest possible change you possibly can. Do that until you get comfortable with it and then add the smallest possible change after that. I promise you can do it. I promise. There's nothing special about me. I did it, and there's nothing special about me. All right, guys, we're gonna take one more question. Someone says I've lost 27 pounds, and small changes have been key. Thank you, absolutely. Thanks, and congratulations. I bet uh, I bet you feel great, and I bet you feel really good. Those of you that have stuck it out on the Instagram Live. Thank you for being here. We're going to post this to The Grid if you want to go back and listen to it or check out the podcast on Spotify or on Apple. I hope that everyone here has a great Valentine's Day.